Sports Minutes with Elliot Danker and Ziaul Roshan. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Zia Raushan. Today's a Monday, so we look back on the weekend's sporting activities. Was it a good one for you? Yeah, exciting weekend, right? I mean, United won, so always a good weekend. I played some social football. I won, so again, a good weekend. And yeah, it gives you so much to talk about. And there's only one place to start, and that's VAR. Oh my gosh. Again, we had this conversation about VAR recently, uh, but looks like it's back. And this time we've got... Uh, and you know, they, they say that the Spanish, they go through at least 10 emotions in a day. <laughs> well, a certain uh, Spaniard went through quite a bit of emotions. Uh, we will build a conversation of what Mikel Arteta, Arsenal's manager, had to say. I feel embarrassed, but I have to be the one now coming here to try to defend the club and please ask for help because it's an absolute disgrace that this goal is allowed. It's an absolute disgrace. For many reasons, it's not a goal. For more than one reason, at least, it's not a goal. And it's too much at stake here. We put so much effort. It's so difficult to compete at this level. And it's an absolute disgrace. Again, I feel embarrassed. I've been more than 20 years in this country. And this is nowhere near the level to describe this as the best league in the world. I have to stand here now and explain. And we lost three points today, guys. You know what that means? It's too hard, this league. It's too hard. It's too much at stake. It's embarrassing. So VAR 3, Arsenal nil. Uh, yep, I guess. <laughs> or Newcastle 1, Arsenal nil. I don't know who was playing that night. <laughs> Good question. The referees clearly, according to Ateta, at least wasn't playing ball. But hey, I don't have much sympathy for Ateta. I'll just put it out there. Really? I think, I think he's, he's clutching at straws. I'm looking at the stats now. Mm, One mm, shot mm, on target mm. over 90 minutes. Yep. Doesn't seem like Arsenal brought their A-game in terms of attack. And when you talk about VAR decisions... There were plenty of contentious decisions in that game and it was such a throwback Premier League game because it was played at such a high intensity, especially that first half. And in the first half itself, VAR could have intervened twice to reduce both teams to 10 men. Ateta got the luck of the draw on that one because if you ask me, Harvards could have been sent off by another referee. That's also a talking point, right? So I, I, I think Ateta, I can understand the emotion in that soundbite because it's right after the match. His team were unbeaten up until they lost to Newcastle. So there was a lot riding on it. But when you look at the goal itself, what's your take? I don't think, I think it was fully justified to be given. I don't know. Well, it's it's a case of uh, in the lead up, right? How the ball did actually cross the line. And that is the question that's being put out there. Raising standards. It's a joke. You're unhappy. I, I mean, you've probably already read or listened to all the pundits talk about this. So I will say this. When you're winning, it's easy to say all is good. And then when you're losing, you blame everything else. Of course, of course, of course. But judging into that goal itself, I don't think there's a conclusive angle that shows us the ball entirely going out. I believe being sports covered yes. an angle that it was clearly in play. Yes. We can throw back to when Rashford's goal, I think Rashford set up a goal against Brighton that was ruled out again contentious. Garnacho was Ex- uh, supposedly a, a knee offside, right? Exactly. So... There's nothing conclusive for Ateta to come out and say it's embarrassing. I feel it's all quite subjective. I think we replayed that conversation we had. The AI and the augmented reality should be able to tell. But 
you can't help but think maybe Seth Blatter was onto something where if you just let the humans dictate the game, then the the whole idea of human error actually is part of the experience. And yes, I agree with you because yes, VAR is meant to make things black or white, sure. but something like an offside is black or white. Yeah. It's the line is drawn, you're either on the left side of the line or the right side of the line. But with this goal that Arteta is moaning about, there was still plenty left to interpretation. Yeah. Plenty that was subjective in terms of the foul between uh, Joe Linton and yeah. Gabriel yeah, in yeah. the middle. In the lead up, yeah. It's still subjective. So I don't understand why there's this huge uproar because to Seb Blatter's point, there are still decisions being made that can be given either way because it's open to interpretation based on the rule book. <laughs> okay, I want to really give you a throwback. Uh, but after we hear uh, one of the pundits that have been uh, commenting about this, uh, Jamie Carragher, formerly of Liverpool, have a listen. But we can't have clubs coming out every time there's a referee mistake and put a statement out about the quality of VAR or the referees. You know, do you managers think... and players make mistakes as well. You know, there's, there's no doubt we all get frustrated when our own team is involved and, we, and you can become a little bit more emotional. And I said last night, I actually liked the TV interview from Mikel Arteta. I didn't agree with what he said, but, you know, so often we hear interviews where it's just, you, you know, cliches and talking about different things. That was a manager showing his frustration, his passion. He, he needs to win the league, not needs to win the league, but he's desperate to win the league for his club and he feels wronged in the game so you can understand that a little bit more but this putting a statement out has got to stop and the, this thing also of every time a team has a bad decision against them the manager comes out and wants an apology from Howard Webb it's just like listen officials have made mistakes in the past they make them in the future we hope there's less because of VAR and I know there's frustrations and it hasn't been perfect this season but managers and players make mistakes as well you know so this, this nonsense about putting statements out has got to stop Jamie Carragher speaking there. Um, do you think he has a point? I think he has a very fair point because yeah. I think in the past 24 hours at the time of recording, I think Arsenal have come out with a statement to back their manager's stance on it. And I think he's right. It is unnecessary because I allude to the point that I made earlier. People are bound to make mistakes, not mm. just referees. Managers make tactical mistakes. Players make bad decisions on the pitch, which are considered mistakes as well. So there's no reason to vilify them like that. And for a club... Look, Liverpool made a statement a couple of weeks ago when that goal was wrongly disallowed against Tottenham. They had a valid case there. I'm yes. not sure Arsenal have a valid, valid case here because it's not a clear and obvious error. It's open to interpretation. Therefore, it's subjective. It was January 2005. The ball that crossed the line, but no goal was given. The ball crossed the line. Referee Mark Clattenburg didn't see it. Manchester United goalkeeper Roy Carroll clawed the ball away against Tottenham after it crossed the line. There were replays, but no goal was given. <laughs> but that's goal line technology, and I feel that's been addressed, right? In terms of if this... Well, we were talking about the goal line technology checking whether we lock kept the ball in play, then it's different. This one, the goal line technology, the problem which you bring up in 2005 has been addressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, uh, uh, as I bring up. Yes, it's it's been addressed. Yet you kind of wonder, you know, that's one case of technology coming into aid. Here you have a VAR that's coming into aid and it's given us a conversation as to whether it really is helping. You know, it's it's as much an error as the human referee would have given. So how is it making the game any better? I think we, sh we should spend less time, you know, talking about... Uh, fair enough, you know, Mikel Arteta is frustrated. Maybe the problem here is Mikel Arteta trying to fix a team that wasn't broken. 
I I think Arsenal are still a very good team. I think they're going to be in the Premier League conversation. Yeah. This one result doesn't take that away from them. But again, I can understand his frustration because they were unbeaten going into this one. I think it's what two months into the new season and already two controversial VAR campaigns. Hypothetically, do you see this? You know, I mean, this is obviously going to pop up again. Are we better for it or without it? I think I think it stays. I think there are merits to VAR. I, I go back to that what I said earlier in terms of some decisions are black or white and that's where VAR comes into play. But these conversations, look, if the goal was disallowed over the past weekend, yeah. we would have played an Eddie Howe soundbite where he would have hard done by yeah. and we'd be discussing if VAR did the right thing by disallowing that goal. So my point is, VAR or no VAR, decisions and conversations are going to happen. It's just which side of the coin you're looking at. That's a very good point that you bring up. I think, right, and, and talking about which side of the coins that you look at, it appears that the commonality between this situation and a couple of situations has been angles. So we need more camera angles. <laughs> Apparently there were 30 camera angles enough. providing and, and still inconclusive. So yeah, I feel yeah. like you add 5 more, 10 more the conversation doesn't change. As long as you're on the losing side, right, you're going to find a reason to argue against exactly. it. Exactly. That and, is the main thing and here. that's why I stand by my point. If Arsenal had showed up in attack, yeah. they only had one shot on target over 90 minutes. That's fair play to Newcastle, yeah. who then lost Denver in the first half, yeah. covered well with Tony Livermento. So that's Newcastle deserving a victory, if yeah. anything. And yeah. On the balance of play, maybe a draw would have been a fair result, yeah. but you're playing at St. James Park, Newcastle are a team in good nick. I think I think at some point, Arsenal will have to keep quiet because they get lucky with a VAR decision. So everything evens out is what you're saying. I feel so. I you, feel so. You know, and, and this is why I, I tend to tell a lot of Manchester United fans, stop complaining because of the years that we've enjoyed Fergie time. You know, now, okay, like, not so good. You know, all our times will come. Even Chelsea is going through the same thing. And Lucky break. You talk about Fergie time, Bruno scored in Fergie time. So we still get the rub of the green once in a while. But I'm just going to make this point. Manchester United have been on the losing end of plenty of VR yes. decisions this yes, season yes, alone. Yes, yes. In that match over the past weekend alone, yeah. a subjective call on Harry Maguire being offside. Again, if we had drew nil-nil against Fulham, the conversation would be about Correct. why that goal was disallowed. Bruno scored, we won. Here we are talking about three points for Manchester United Correct. in the right Camera direction. angles again. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, 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 it's not black or white. It is. And one thing that was black or white, a friend of mine uh, is a Man United fan, posted on his Facebook today that he's going on a holiday and his next destination is Luton Town. <laughs> it lo- looks like a very good stadium to watch football in, I, I tell know, you that. But uh, lucky Liverpool uh, with Luis Diaz scoring in the, what, 95th minute... Uh, uh, Academy graduate of United, Tahith Chong, scoring in the 80th minute. That was quite a nice game, I must say. It was quite a great game. Not so much if you're a fan of Liverpool or if you're Darwin Nunes or Monsala who missed some yeah. absolute yeah. sitters, but I think I think Luton is going to be a tough place to play at this season because they're so compact, so tight, that stadium. Yeah. And if Luton, if by some miracle they survive in the Premier League, their home form is going to count for a lot. But that's the thing about these Division 1 sides, right? They come up, or Championship sides, they come up and they really grind to get those results. we got a little bit of time, uh, Raushan, so let's squeeze in uh, our second favourite sport, Formula 1. Uh, team principal of Mercedes, Total Wolf, coming out to say that the Sao Paulo Grand Prix performance was the worst weekend in 13 years. Yeah, I've read some quotes there, Toto saying the, the, more, the more sooner this season is over, they don't have to deal with this this car anymore, the better for the them. The lack of pace was baffling uh, and unacceptable. And, uh, close uh, enough. <laughs> uh, very close enough. And that's the story of Mercedes yeah, all yeah, season yeah, yeah. long, right? Look, 
Formula 1 this season had reached a stage where we're talking about it for about 90 seconds now you haven't mm. even mentioned the winner because it's a foregone conclusion who you wins know, the races I, I, I gotta admit like, three seasons ago I didn't respect him I thought he was just uh, you know a bit of a crybaby in my opinion uh, no emotions but now I have to say after so many and, and that's the thing right you, just because he win once doesn't mean anything but the consistency that they've shown and not just Max Verstappen for, for winning uh, 19 podiums from Red Bull 19 wins from Red Bull this season the, the, everyone behind the scenes everyone coming together to put together a perfect machine I I, I don't know if I agree just yet yeah. because I feel yes perfect machine 100% three years in a row but let's see when the competition comes in it's all easy to be winning when you have the best car in the grid when there's a team competing with you that's when we've seen Ferrari fumble when they went toe-to-toe with Mercedes as well because they couldn't handle the pressure I like so that. Verstappen yeah. will prove his worth when he has a worthy competitor I haven't seen him have a worthy competitor since he stole it from Lewis Hamilton in Abu Dhabi three years ago. <laughs> you haven't forgiven him. Neither have I, to be honest. But uh, but that's the thing about sport and kind of relating back to, to even the football uh, controversies that we keep discussing all the time, right? It's always that glimmer of what if... Mm. You were toe to toe, or even enough. Like me, I'm a martial artist. I watch a lot of martial arts. But what if that shot had struck him? Would it have changed? And and that's the beauty, and that's why we get you know sucked in. I agree. This, I agree to this. Uh, I don't know whirlpool, if you want to call uh, yeah. it. And and there's tribalism that yeah. comes into play. You feel hard done by, and it gives us something to talk about every Monday, I guess. Sports minutes on Money FM eighty nine point three.